Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. Hey, you, should, you think that's bad? See Ryan on the phone in the office. <laughs> No, no, what it was is I, I was trying to look over on that hillside and I was using the 18x part on the scope. And I know that's kind of that's kind of cheating in a way, but it was like my budget spotting scope to look over on the hill real quick. How's that cheating? Yeah. Why yeah. do you feel that's cheating? That's what I do. I don't know. I, I mean, don't have a spotting <clears throat> scope. I don't, uh, people so. just don't like it when you shoulder your rifle without like having, having, an, animal. having an, animal an animal or something to just shoulder it to... Look at something. I mean, if there's people or whatever, you never do that, right? But if the hillside's away and I had 10x binox, you know, I turned the scope up to 18x and tried to see. And quite frankly, um, I absolutely loved that optics combo we were using out there. I've, mm-hmm. This year, I pretty much remade my whole optics setup. And other but than. I, w- I will say that didn't work, right? I mean. What? Truck bed was empty. <laughs> it didn't work. If we were hunting for it didn't work, right? It would have been about fucking two steps down the fucking road. Uh, I mean, I'm, all I'm saying is somebody has to, you know, hold it down for the office, up our keep our percentage, our our success rate off of zero. <laughs> it's a lot of weight on my shoulders, but I'm I'm carrying everybody here. So I'll take it off your shoulders this weekend. You'll be well, fine. Okay. To, okay. In, in all fairness, we figured out where they were, and it was literally. Like, okay, this would be a good time to go retool because it was one of those things where you really wanted to go in and camp for a couple of days. But yeah. it was something like I think if we would have taken that one road that looked really shitty just based on the map, it was like a two-mile hike. I could have hiked a pretty nice comfy camp up to there. Um, and then the rock slide closed the road. Mm. And then my um, friend called me with a problem. And, uh, or a friend's wife yeah. called with a problem and I got roped into that problem and it took up basically the rest of hunting season. So, well, that's a I mean, I definitely mean, a bummer, but <clears throat> there definitely yeah. was out carried in the pack there. Exactly. For, that's, for sure. You that's know, the matter. his that, problem kind of became my problem. <laughs> um, but you know, the, it basically was the end of my hunting season. Though, yeah. So there's worse problems out there than carrying elk out. Yeah. So, no, that's great. Those, those are nice photos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, we... Best we, in the office. You'll don't see. I got some <laughs> liking. <laughs> we have a new voice on the podcast here. If you can't recognize us because she's never been on, we have Greta Van Calchar. <laughs> Super, <laughs> close. <laughs> Super close. How, how, how is it pronounced? Greta yeah. Van Calculator. <laughs> also close. Greta Van Calcards. It's Dutch. Calcards? Yeah, Calcar. Well, don't tell people. Yeah. You don't want people Googling you. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. Um, <laughs> she has started working customer service here a couple, three months ago. Mm-hmm. She is a traditional bow hunter, mm-hmm. avid runner. So in typical Seek Outside fashion, we prefer that our Customer service people like to get out and go do shit mm-hmm. outside. And so she fits that bill. And so far she's been, you know, wonderful to have her around. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, running and liking to hunt, it seems like she's combined those at a time or two. Yeah. But we'll save that for a little bit later. A little um, later. But uh, so, so you're a traditional archer. That's kind of what we're going to talk about. You're on the board of Colorado Traditional Archery Association. Or yeah. What's the, what's the acronym there? CTAS. So CTAS. Colorado Traditional Archery Society. Okay. And cool. uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a board member now. My dad's, he's a board member as well. Love it. Stry, we try and stay involved, keep it going as much as possible. There's a dwindling number of traditional archers out there. So, um, but I feel like it's picking back up. But uh, yeah, we put on a uh, traditional archery shoot up in the White River National Forest, and then they we also do a youth hunt for we have some traditional archery youths who don't you know they don't their parents might not hunt or they've never been exposed to hunting and they really want to so we take them up um we raise funds for it and we take them up on glade park and take them out for a weekend and it's usually a pretty successful hunt and it's really fun for the kids they all have mentors i've been a mentor for a year now and um it's it's an awesome experience and it's one i wish i would have gone on in high school but in middle school, I think they so, start at thirteen. So, how old were you when you first shot a trad bow? Oh, I started probably when I could walk. My so, dad so, had so me you were like there. in diapers with a little yeah, fake bow that was like, mm-hmm, like eighteen inches just tall, flinging sticks at things. Yeah, with I, the little arrows <clears throat> that suck onto things. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think my my first was a little bear bow. I still have. It's about. 10 pound draw maybe was my first serious bow where I was shooting arrows at animals mostly chipmunks mostly chipmunks <laughs> do those chipmunks was there was there a steep population decline near your house in chipmunks or, <laughs> or were they still running Sadly, rampant they were still running rampant still, it was really a rare occasion yeah pure luck well yeah. you know trad I think is a whole heck of a lot of fun. So fun. And it, I enjoy shooting trad far more than I enjoy shooting a compound bow. But it's like, yeah, you, not very many people can sit there and pop stuff at 50 yards like you can with oh, a compound yeah. bow if you have it dialed right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I got a, I got about a 20 yard max, which this last season kind of, Really ruined me for getting Iris, an elk. Shut up. But that was the one time <laughs> in my life I wanted to shoot a compound, thirty-yard well, shot. <laughs> so, so have you ever shot a compound bow? Uh, I have shot some friends' bows. Like just but tried it out. Never, yeah, never fully dove in. And yeah, I've never had. I've never owned one. I've never shot one consistently. Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of a diehard archery or traditional archery since I was little mm-hmm. and then got really into all the aspects of it from making our arrows with like the turkey feathers from turkeys we shot to um, making our own strings, working on a bow, building a bow myself. So there's just like yeah. a lot of aspects of the traditional archery that I feel like I would like like to have adopted into my lifestyle. Yeah. So I want to clear one thing up. So uh, the the associate the society the Colorado Traditional mm-hmm. Archers Society um, is it, it so that association is kind of more of like an outreach program where you're getting people involved. Obviously, you're getting them. I mean, if you're hunting up on Glade Park, 
that's pretty dang. I mean, that takes a lot of preference points to, to elk hunt up there. So you're obviously getting these nice hunts to, to get people involved. Um, is that the primary, um, you know, is that what Colorado tradition is archery? Yeah, I think so. I think does? a huge part of it is this um, archery shoot we do. And, um, I mean, we've had 500 to is, 800 people come and show up. And is the archery shoot like a train-to-hunt event where it's like a physical event and running around? and Or is it like, let's just go shoot and have fun in the woods? It's it's a both. It's... um. It's awesome. I mean, I, I think I, I grew up with my dad going to all these different archery shoots. So I was born in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have people all the way from Australia fly in and come to this archery shoot. Really? Yeah. And it's it's like everyone's camped out there. It's traditional archer only. They have all these different courses, like the Alaskan course, all this. And then they also have like a, um, a Fred Bear round where it's certain shots and they have a three arrow round where they're like insane shots off a cliff and you get three arrows and every time you miss you lose an arrow you put it away but as long as the arrow is still shootable even if it's broken you can it counts as like a point um so it's there's just a lot of fun you can score it so i used to be super into the competition part of it growing up and i like always had to try and win and so um but now that I'm older, that the people I'm competing against, there's like some insanely good shots out there. I think I only ran, won the Fred Bear round last year, but there's there's some phenomenal archers that go to that, and they have like workshops. So some people who are really good at making bows, they they'll put on a workshop. Then we have like a battle clout round where they'll call everybody and we shoot a battle clout and anyone who wants to join. So it's really fun. And honestly, What's a you just battle clout. Is it like a, like one of those like, 125 year? Yeah. Medieval just, times yeah, where yeah, everybody yeah. lines up <clears throat> and then you try and shoot at this pole way, way out there. And it's just cool to see all the arrows, like a black cloud of arrows. Yeah. So, so out. on the arrows, I mean, obviously <laughs> trad bows, mm-hmm. it's traditional archery shoot. How picky are you on the arrows? Do you have to, are they like wood arrows or do you have half the people show up with micro diameter carbons or? Yeah, we have a good mix of both. Oh, I personally only stick with wooden arrows, but I would say, I mean, we have vendors too that are selling carbon fiber arrows out there. Um, so, and there's, you know, there's people who aren't even shooting a traditional wooden bow. It's there's just a huge mix of people well, out there. That's true because a lot of a lot of the stuff can be uh, laminated. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of them, like even uh, Gordon Composites, which is in Montrose. Yeah. They I, and I hope I don't butcher it, but I believe they started as a traditional bow company hmm. back in the '50s, and then they decided, why don't we make the components that everyone else can put in their bows yeah right? we're going to make yeah. limbs for everyone else instead of trying to be like we are the bow maker right mm-hmm. well and i was going to say so so why is it that <clears throat> like is it is it kind of like you you like the tradition of shooting wood arrows or are wood air like the way that you i mean obviously it's cool to make your own arrows but is there a reason other than that that you run wood arrows or is it more just uh you know you're you're kind of just sorry you know probably a huge part is just that's the way i was raised doing it i don't really know much different but and i've shot carbon any better well 
No. 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 It's like <laughs> I, I carbon asked, fiber arrows. I, I, I shot them and they're. I asked Dick Robertson about that yeah. one time. And he was like, if you actually want to shoot accurately, he's like, shoot carbon. Because yeah. he's like, everything else is going to fly a little off and you're just never going to get some consistency. Yeah. He's like, with carbon, he's like, it'll break. You throw it away and then you go to shooting again. Yeah. Well, and that's the the nice thing I would say for us with the the wood arrows is um, our shafts are cheaper. We make them from hand and everything. And um, we use Douglas fir. We've played around. I've made bamboo ones, um, ash. But so far, I really love Douglas fir. But yeah, you always you're testing. You get a bundle of shafts and you have to test them, and they're all wonky. And you just find the best five or six. It's out like of going those. to the dive bar and playing pool. Yeah. And, and, and every cue is like, donk, donk, donk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? Well, so, so how many, out of how many arrows that you, cause well, just walk us through the process of like making, well, well let's, and then let's, let's step back a little bit. I, w- I want to ask a couple things. Here. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you control like something like spline and forward center of gravity uh, and all of that stuff? Because like, I know like with my trad bow, if, if I'm shooting an arrow that's too stiff or have too much weight, then I start getting wonky flight and things like that too. So how do you control that so much with the wood and being consistent? Well, I think a lot of it is we, we get our shafts from Sherwood Shafts, and um, he's amazing. Best okay. shafts I've ever gotten. Is that somebody local here? Um, No, I believe he's out of Washington. Okay. Um, so you have a pretty good uh, – idea where they're consistent yeah he already has them very consistent for the most part when we get them in i've had shafts beforehand where it's just the whole bunch is wonky i'll shoot one and it's up and down i'll shoot another sideways and then it's like you think you got trick shafts or something like hey watch this yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and it ends up where i almost have to change kind of where my knocking point is Uh based on that arrow Mm. so um, and that'll actually make it shoot a little bit better. Um, but which is weird. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the science behind that, but, um, yeah, I, I mostly just learned f- from watching my dad and then, you know, he was like, these are your arrows. You can do them now. <laughs> I'm not going to make your arrows, but for the most part, it's, since it's all I know, I don't really shoot carbon very often. So I just, you know, if my arrow is shooting wonky, I'll like, if I go hunting, um, and I, I sharpen the broadheads myself. I use grizzly broadheads, but I'll take a couple shots and out of five arrows, two might be shooting straight. And those are going to be my first two. So how do you like, say like, okay, like I have been shooting Valkyrie archery stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's cool is that you can put a target point or a judo or a broadhead that all say weigh 250 or 275 yeah so you have some consistency there like so i could load up say two judos or three judos a couple broadheads and a quiver yeah yeah and then out in the woods you get a little bit of downtime you're like oh there ain't an elk in the zip code i may as well practice shoot stump shoot a little bit Mm -hmm. um so you have but the thing that's cool is there's all as much as you can get in traditional archery like traditional archery isn't a thing that you can really do like consistency, you know, it's like not like the same level of consistency as like a compound where it's like, you know, let off and you have all these different sites or whatever, but it allows you about as consistent as you can between the different things. 
do you do the same like with your wooden arrows? Do you have similar weighted? Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're all of my shafts are a different grain than all of my dad's shafts. And then all my tips, we change out the tips pretty frequently. And with the broadheads, they're way heavier than any of my practice tips. But I also, the weight of my bow, I wouldn't be comfortable taking, even though I might be able to hit it over 20 yards, just I only shoot a 45-pound bow. And, um, you know, the penetration is not, the penetration's just not going to be there <laughs> if I go too far. So at 20 yards, that weight of the arrow if he was broad, and I'd only take a 20-yard shot if he's standing there, has no idea I'm there, and I have time to be like, I know he's about that far. I need to aim a little higher than I normally aim because I know this arrow is going to drop. Right. But for the most part, you know, 15 and below, as long as I've been practicing, which before hunting season, I'm out every single night, 30 minutes. Maybe not every single night. That's generous. I'd like to be out every single night for 30 minutes. I'd say, you know, three times to four times a week. I have to be shooting my bow because I don't want to get out there and be uncomfortable taking a shot because I know, like won't know if I'll hit it or not. Mm-hmm. Now, do so. you do any of the – I'm trying to remember some of the techniques that I read slash heard about when I was kind of getting into it initially. Do you do any of that blind practice in the winter or any of that stuff? I mean, when I, I try and practice kind of throughout the year pretty regularly, especially because there's – archery shoot then i like to go rabbit hunting with my bow that's one of my favorite yeah rabbit rabbit with a bow is fun so much fun but um for the most part it's just shooting as consistently as i can the way i would shoot if i'm outdoors so if i'm if i'm hunting and you know it's i can't hold for very long whatever i'm i'm trying to practice i pull back to the same exact spot every single time it's just trying to keep my form as consistent Mm -hmm. because then i can tailor my you know, my aim to that. Mm. It's, it's funny because, and you guys can pretty much run this conversation after this in a weird way. I think that there's a lot in common between traditional archery and say a golf swing. Mm. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like something that has to be super, super consistent Mm -hmm. in the way you do it. And otherwise things start going off and, weird directions and stuff well i mean even like compound bow like you you tweak your you know you tweak uh you know uh for those listening i have my my left arm out if you you know are are twisting your arm your elbow just a little bit different with a compound bow maybe at 20 yards as compared to like a trad bow it's not going to make as much of a difference but you know 30 40 yards that's going to be you know, three, four inches to the right. So I could only imagine that, uh, and I've never, uh, I mean, I've shot a trad bow, um, <clears throat> but I've never, you know, yeah. never done it, right? Um, you've so never, I could imagine. You've never said I'm hunting this season with my trad no, bow. No, I've never even had a trad bow. Oh, you know, okay. I've just just shot one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I could imagine it being a very, but it's also like the type of thing where like as an outsider, you kind of also hear people it's more of like an art than it is a science, right? Yeah. Where like a, a compound bow, like there's there's a very rigid kind of way of, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing it this way and you have this peep sight that has to be in the same spot every time. Whereas like, at least as an outsider, again, never done it, but you they hear- have releases of, that, that make like- Exactly. I've noticed like on trad and 
you're far more accomplished, Trent. But like the release seems to be a big deal with me. Like, Huge, like yeah. my release can get inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll actually be more accurate at like the higher poundage bow. It seems to be a little like I don't screw up the release as much. Hmm. Like sometimes on a lower poundage bow, you, you just kind of get a feeling. You'll be like, oh, I screwed up that Oh, release. yeah. Right when you release, you're yeah. like, I yeah, screwed exactly. that up. You know, whether yep. it's a jerk, whether you yeah, just exactly. know you didn't come back to the same spot. And some people use clickers or... You know, there's a whole bunch of different tips and tricks out there that mm-hmm. people kind of use to help them with their trad bow to stay consistent. And it's crazy because you'll get in a bad habit too if you've never, there's not like classes out there for trad bow. And then you kind of meet an expert, someone who's just phenomenal at it, and they'll explain the line of your shoulders or something like this. And you're like, wow, I'm doing this so wrong. And immediately you fix it and you're so much more consistent right, than you like were before that. One of the bows I have, I traded for from an archery hunter who wanted to get the bow out of the trad out of his house so he never was tempted to hunt with it again <laughs> in his life um to give you his feeling the of compound trad but he had put a clicker on that bow so it's a real nice bow yeah. but i need to take that clicker off because it annoys me because it, every time i draw back i get to a spot and i think like it's like wanting me to really, it, it just puts an yeah. interruption in the thought yeah. process. What's a clicker? Yeah. So it's like, um, my brother uses one. So it kind of, it's a string that's strung to your sh- string. And when you pull back to the same, you, you pull back to your right draw length. And right when you get there, it'll click. It'll kind of. So it keeps you're, you. You're supposed to release. Right like when, when it clicks. Right when it clicks. Okay. So if you haven't pulled back far enough, it won't click. Yeah. And then it'll kind of make you remember, oh, I need to pull yeah, like, like, I guess that what, extra centimeter back. What is the thing that a lot of people are like, keep pulling, keep pulling, keep mm-hmm. pulling, click, right? And there's different ways to do it. Like Joel Turner, I think he has a method where it's like, keep, if you use like big feathers, like if it touches your nose, yeah. release when the feather starts to touch your nose. Um, so some people... It's weird, and he talks, Joel Turner talks about it as a thing for target panic, right? Because I guess you could be looking at a bull and you'd be like, oh my God, and then, duh, just shot the, just shot yeah. way over there from target panic. So with a clicker, the thing is supposed to be that you just kind of train yourself and you just, when it clicks, you release. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's supposed to kind of solve that. For me, it actually works worse, but I'm kind of a weirdo. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't stand clickers. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. But I, I have the same place right to my mm-hmm. lip that I draw back. Some people put I, their I, thumb I, on their ear. I, I come right back before like it. to this like bone. Right yeah, like as long as you have a consistent place, you're used to coming back. And then the thing is, is with trad bow, I feel like most people who hunt with one, they do know to practice beforehand. A lot of times, you know, it's just even getting your shoulders into shape, because um, that hold. The times I've been out hunting and been holding it back and that's oh, yeah. what i'm you know that's because there's no let off it's just yeah. you're feeling the full you're, you're pulling that yeah the whole time the there's whole times time. where it's like i've i've pulled out of the bow and i just try to hold it for mm-hmm. 20 or 30 seconds and find out what i what i think is the reasonable amount i can hold mm. because like say you're looking watching an animal and you're like it's going to cross in at a certain t- obviously you can't just be like holding it and then like well, forty-five seconds a minute. Oh, no, yeah. I mean you just you just that, can't hold it that, or yeah. I can't. 
No, so, it's exhausting, yeah. So with a trad bow, there's really not any sights on it, right? Oh, no, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so what are you... I feel, I feel like it's kind of... I mean, because I've shot the trad bows at the house. It's kind of like a shotgun, I yeah, would say. Yeah. It's, more it's like, almost like, yeah. it's like, for me, at least when I've shot trad, because I'm a... I wouldn't say I'm great, but I feel like... I've never hunted with one either, but I feel like I'm pretty decent. Like, like I, I can pick it up at the house and shoot 20, 25 yards, hit the target. pretty so- Like, hit a turkey-sized target mm. pretty consistently. 99. You're not talking about the bullseye on a turkey. You're, hit, you're talking about I talk, target, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it works every time, 60% of the time. <laughs> um, you got that. Yeah, like I'm probably 80% panther. at 25 yards yeah. on a pie plate or something. Yeah, but okay. I feel like right. it, it's a lot like uh, – it reminds me a lot of throwing a football mm-hmm. in the square – like, I've just always noticed when I've shot trad, at least, that it's like, as long as you're squared up and consistent, like with that square, it goes yeah. in the same general area. My my problem's always it's more of a It's more of a pointing than yeah. it is an aiming. So now, like now we're going to get yourself. into Aaron Rodgers has really bad footwork lately, <laughs> and so his ball isn't going where he wants. He's throwing off his back foot. Um, How he, he should not pick up a trad bow at all. If that's the <laughs> no. case, if he yeah. has bad footwork, don't pick up a trad bow. It's all in the footwork. <laughs> so so, what are you, so you're, you're essentially, you're mostly just using, and specifically, like, because you do a lot of rabbit stuff, right? A yeah. rabbit, um, I've done a, a decent amount of rabbit hunting last winter. That was kind of like one of the things I got into. Um, I could never get to within, I mean, if I got to within 20 yards of a rabbit, that was close. Yeah. Right. Oh, um, it could be different. Well, it sounds like, sounds like that's what is about. Yeah. So like, I mean, what's, what's your success rate for rabbits? amount of shots taken to amount of rabbits hit? Depends on the year. I mean, yeah. I feel like, um, and how many rabbits are out there? I don't know. I I would say there's been years where it's I've before eleven o'clock I've shot twelve, fifteen rabbits. Really? Wow. Um now that being said, a lot of times <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're stock of rabbits, but yeah. you know what? They have really poor muscle tone. Yeah. <laughs> so they eat like a pasty trout. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this one's I like wish. black and white, but you know, um, spotted. <laughs> no, I uh, for me, when I aim, it's like almost I'm not paying attention to my bow at all yeah. or my arrow. I'm locked onto that target. And I've noticed that when I'm hunting as well, I think the for how long I've been shooting, I mean, my last my last big game animal was a javelina. And it was mid-sprint, five, seven yards. And I don't even really remember the shot. I remember just zoning in on where I wanted to hit. And that's exactly where I hit. And I find when I'm practicing, when I'm competing, any of that, if I can not think about it too much and just zone in to, hey, this is where I want to hit. That's that right behind that back shoulder. Mm-hmm. And with a rabbit, I mean, it's just the rabbit. I'm yeah. not happy to hit anywhere. But if I can just zone in on that rabbit, um, in between, I would say for rabbits, I have a little bit longer range because well, I don't really care where I hit them. And em. with those mm-hmm. wood arrows, man, you already got like your little shish kebab skewer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. You're, you're, you're good to go there. Start right on the fire, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, but yeah, I think I think for the most part with rabbits, I mean – I would say I'd take maybe two shots at a rabbit, and one of those shots will hit him. Wow. Um, but wow. 
you know, a lot of times when I'm rabbit hunting, I'm in a snowy area, they sit a lot of times when mm. it's snowy. If, and if they're just running, you know, I'll probably just go walk to, away from go that Go down day. to east, oh, okay. southeastern New Mexico or western Texas and just go find a good dirt road. There'll mm. be more rabbits than you know what to do with down there. That's basically what we do for the rabbit hunt up towards Rangeley. It's just we don't drive down a dirt road and then... Hopefully there's a bunch of rabbits. Yep. Well, we were just... We were deer hunting up there, and I was shocked at how many snowshoe hares there were. Yeah. And it was, like, down in, like, oak brush country, which I didn't – I thought snowshoe hares were typically higher up. But they were – I mean, they were definitely snowshoe hares, and they were down low, and there was tons of them mm-hmm. over there. So well, I, Now you know where to start your trad rabbit journey. I don't think I'll ever do trad, you know. Like, I like being able to <laughs> – Yeah, you know, I, already, I, already, I like <laughs> success, right? Yeah, yeah. I, already, I already got Ryan to not but pick the, up a bow this year. But the success <laughs> is so much sweeter. No. No, no, no. Well, so that's a good point. Uh, so, obviously, with trad bow hunting, I mean, hearing some of the stories um, this year, what what is it that keeps you trad bow hunting? And be honest, if it's stubbornness, right? Like that's that's something that I want because <laughs> I mean there are people that are it, yeah. very stubborn with like they want to do something a certain way, and you know that's that is what it, call it stubbornness or call it you know virtue, dedication, um, yeah. dedication, whatever. But like, what is it that keeps you? Do you like the process? You What's know, I think there? I think a huge part of it is it's all I've ever done. It's mm-hmm. all I know. So maybe a little ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so what you, I do. It's, so you could go on a bender. End up in Vegas for three weeks, marry someone else, come out a different person. Like, huh, I'm a compound shooter now. (laughs) I'm a long-range rifle hunter. (laughs) I don't know if I could. The thing is, is I have, I love, I love everything that traditional archery kind of brings into my life. Not only from the people I've met from it, the time I get to spend with my dad making arrows, talking about it. You know, um, I've learned so much about the craft of traditional archery. And also, I feel like I'd like to think I identify with kind of that. I'd love to be a wild child in the woods, you know, like this feral child living off the land type of thing. And I feel like traditional archery is brings me closer to that and so, that. So you're feral, Greta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wild. Yeah. Watch out. Um, but you know, I like, I like the idea of someday, you know, being able to shoot something with the bow I made, with the arrows I made, make a jacket from the fur that I've gathered, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of the whole entire process of it. And, and when I'm out there traditional archery hunting, I mean, me and my dad, we get in our socks and we're just walking around quiet and. I just love, and I love the idea of getting that close to animal. I called an elk three yards this year, and it was one of the most wild experiences just having a stare off with this elk. Granted, I didn't get a freaking shot, but it sounds ridiculous. But, you know, I, I like, I love the challenge of it. I've always been pretty competitive, um, and I like being able to say, hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And that's... Um, and I, I like living that life and, you know, practicing for it. I don't like the idea of just having to pick up my my bow and never have shot it before the season started. And yeah. um, granted. I mean, I don't think you could do that. Sorry, compact, I, I can pull her back no, from all of you. <laughs> you said you like to be feral and outdoors and she, all of a yeah, sudden she, she ditched me. she wanted it. She, she ditched like, me and like said, that. oh. Part of the path. Kindred spirit. Yeah, yeah. she's like, okay, I like this girl better. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the, I think there's definitely validity to it, and 
I mean, it it is cool. You know, I do. I, I do think there is. I learned. I think I learned more elk hunting, hunting them with a trad bow, than at any other time, other than maybe the f- first two years that I elk hunted, because you're going from complete novice idiot mm-hmm. like i don't know elk were here all summer why aren't they here now yeah you know and stuff like that so i do think that i learned just a lot more about like the herd dynamics mm-hmm. and yeah. getting yeah. close well and it's just such a more challenge like you have to know the elk you have to be out there so long and and you just don't get as many and so when you do get it that that reward is just so sweet you're like i yeah. finally did it well, but I think the same is true with compound bow. I mean, uh, compared to a rifle. I mean, whoa! You're talking hey, about it, Mike. Hey, getting one with whoa, compound. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. No, yeah. I mean, like, here's how I look at it: You're is still, it's compound bow. I'm seeing these guys take 50, 80 yard shots. Now I'm not saying like there's plenty of. I'd have multiple elk by now if I could have taken a 50 or an 80 yard shot with a bow. But in my mind, might as well now take out my muzzleloader because I'm not going to shoot much further than a 50-yard shot with a muzzleloader anyways, too. Yeah. And um, and that's great. And I, I wouldn't, I'm not saying I wouldn't shoot a compound bow because, you know, there's only so much time that can go by before I'm sick and tired and not shooting. If, any, if yeah, anybody would like to know about the beef that's in the office, we got <laughs> a lot of beef. Yeah. There's a whole beef. Fly, I, between I, uh, fly fishing. Fly fishing and, and spin rod spin fishing. fishing. Fly fishing. Which I was just thinking hunting. about. I think that spin rod fishing was probably invented first. I don't, I don't know. You uh, can, you can then, go right. down to Tinkara as well if you mm. really but then, want to go down. That's like the yeah. trad boat. Yeah, that's the trad boat. Oh. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, it is. But there's fly like, fishing is compound. Ryan likes compound bow, fi- or bow fishing. <laughs> bow hunting. Um, but has hunted with a rifle all year. Yeah. Uh, Which is true. I will say, true. though. I, no, no, it no. It was <laughs> only after I got a bull elk with my bow. That I was like, all right, fuck that. That shit's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going back to right. yeah, that Greta likes stuff. Greta likes the hardest aspect. Yeah. And me, I like to just hunt over the counter rifle because I think it's harder than all of you guys' shit. <laughs> I only right. get over the counter right. rifle. There's six, there's six million people in your unit. And That's out my there. backup plan. It's gunfire. Like, and you're like, oh, you're ducking down, and then you have to kill somebody, and then shoot an elk. <laughs> My favorite type of hunting used to be to just buy a tag over the counter that a, in a unit I've never hunted, show up with a pack, and just show up at a trailhead and be like, okay, if I was an elk, where would I be? And let me Love figure that, that out. Game. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll be totally honest. Um, I Almost every time I found elk, but I never really closed the deal because I didn't know the intricacies of like one time a friend of mine that I helped this weekend, we went in a unit, had never hunted, and I said, we're just going to hike until we find elk. And, you know, and we froze our ass off one night. It was it was awful. Woke up in the morning, we saw elk up above Timberline, above us. It was November. And so we went up there, and it turned out the elk bailed down this chute, this rock chute, and came out literally like within a half mile where the tent was. What I should have done is walked over to the end of the rock chute, been like, "Come here, elk. Come you on. know, come, come on. on. I'm ready for you. Yeah. You know, instead of 
go up and around and you're what making sure you don't skyline yourself and all this stuff. Yeah. And it was funny. We found the chute and we heard this noise, turned around, and there was a bighorn right behind us. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Well, that's that's the thing about when you're archery hunting or when you're out you're out there any public land and you're just trying to walk and find something. I feel like that's when I've seen the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Had the, these silent moments with you know everything around me. Seen bears, bighorn sheep, mm-hmm. goats. You know, I was sitting in a elk bed and have a bear look up and have a bear walk twelve feet. Granted, I would have rather have it at elk, but you know, it was one of those moments where I was like, "This is, there's no other place and time I'd ever get to experience this yeah. except for and when I mean, I'm that's, out there." That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like hunting is hunting, um, but I was just trying to say, getting in, getting something with a with a compound bow is also very hard. It is, it is also especially if you yeah. use especially if you use wooden arrows. You need to go up to the wooden arrows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and the yeah. two blade. The two blade bow. Well, and I remember bevel. Kevin saying something about that. You know, there's instances when you're with a compound, and you can't draw fast enough. Where you know traditional would have been like a better option, an yeah, option that could yeah, have Brent, gotten you Brent, an elk. Brent from uh, Valkyrie, when I called up to order some new arrows this year, he said that he had twice. He was hunting with his compound, and I mean, granted, I think he's hunting Western Oregon, thicker stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But that twice he would have gotten an elk with his traditional because he would have been able to draw mm. faster on him. That there's really? very small windows. Well, yeah, and I well, see all those yeah. Instagram. I mean, my you know my Instagram's just filled with elk hunting, and I, you know that's just all it is. And there's so many instances where I see a bull elk coming into this compound, and he can't do anything. He's just sitting there, and then you know they sent him or end up walking right yeah. into them it does bring and in a whole set of problems like because you you have to aim right mm-hmm. it's not the thing i mean maybe you could get a compound bow and kind of run it like a like a trad bow but you do have to aim and I f- it's probably a little bit more important that you do have your your uh you know your your anchor points exactly like they were every single time you're shooting because it's micro adjustments whereas i would think like with a compound bow or with a trad bow it's more macro adjustments to you know yeah to get it accurate i, I don't know yeah there's true, nothing you're doing while you're having it up that's gonna you know that's your aim and your ability to like shoot mm-hmm. and there's there's no tools on the trad bow that are going to be like oh if this is off i mean as long as your knocks off you need to make sure your strings correctly strung for your bow your knock is in the right place and all those things but i mean i have i have guy friends who shoot their trad bow just off their hand mm. and yeah. they have they don't have a knock on the string or anything they just shoot one then the other and they'll shoot both hands ambidextrous and kill it every there's, time there's it's some, just phenomenal there's some see. guys that are just phenomenal shooters like Joel yeah. Turner Joel Turner watching him it's just like like yeah if i could hunt with a trad bow like that yeah you know exactly that's what i wish to be i mean we have a local guy here seth he's not even known for his hunting i just met him through um CTAS and uh he is so badass when it comes i mean he's built so many bows he's the one who shows me which wood you know to use for my staves and everything and watching him shoot is like I want to be like that guy. Like, that's kick-ass. With trad hunting, um, you know, uh, I do want to ask you, 
aside from the necessary components that you need to be able to shoot your bow, is there any piece of gear that you find that is like, like adapted to, or that you've adapted that piece of gear to trad bow hunting? Like one piece of gear that maybe you don't take out, uh, on other hunts. Oof. I mean, um, are sneaky there, you know, there's like a, I just, it's a completely different setup when I go trad, but bow hunting versus mm. any other hunting. Um, me and my dad made like sneaky feet, which is what we put at the bottom of our shoes, like this material. So you can't hear us Make talk. Um, and so, so that you can't hear you walk, right? walk, okay. not yeah. talk. I was like, damn, what is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Walk. Sorry. Um, you know, they arrive as the same thing, but not. So I know there's, a, it's just a completely different setup when I go out there. Um, and I, f- I feel like with traditional bow hunting, a lot of times it's just like my patience that is called upon way more than any other hunting. It's, mm. um, having the patience to sit somewhere because the amount of times now that I've sat somewhere, I haven't heard anything, seen anything, gave a few calls, sat there and just decided to sit there for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and had one walk up on me. I mean, that's like always what ends up happening. And the worst part is like they'll come in downwind or they're walking the wrong way and I can't quite get the shot. But I think that is like, the key, you know, when I'm hunting otherwise, usually I'm kind of walking around, I'm sitting, I'm glassing. Yeah. I can't really glass for elk when I'm traditional hunting because I need to be closer. There's no way I'm going to be getting up, sneaking up on these elk any, mm-hmm. any, any way like that. So, um, calling in and, and just having patience is like my best friend when I'm traditional archery hunting. Um, there's not really any special gear I use. I have yet to use any scent killer and or anything like that while i'm out there uh don't know if it works probably does probably should use it but um for the most part like like kind of how i said i like to kind of embody that traditional archery lifestyle and try and do it as most natural way possible Mm. but you know a lot of times that just ends up sitting there for freaking way too long and you just get boring yeah well, that's a, that's, I feel like that Get can bored, be applied yeah. to every kind of, I mean, probably more so for, for trad stuff. Cause you're probably not, probably not as likely to like spot and stock stuff, but, um, but I, I kind of feel like any sort yeah, of hunting, any hunt. if you sit an extra like 20 minutes past what you, uh, it's usually what you it. say, yeah, that's, yeah. that's when stuff's going to happen. And listen to your instincts out there. I feel like the amount of times, you know, I heard one and I'm told my dad it's coming in. Mm-hmm. He's, no, no, that's just the way it sounds. And then 20 minutes later, it's bugling 20 yards below us, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're, like, shit out of luck. We haven't set up or we sent something. I mean, that happened to us multiple times where I'm like, oh, smells like a freaking bowl. This is nasty. And mm-hmm. then instead of sitting down and waiting, we kick it up. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, one thing we and my dad have definitely talked about a lot is just – one of us has a feeling, one of us hears something, feels something, you know, you smell something, sit down, wait, because mm-hmm. they're probably around that corner, Yeah. you know, um, and yeah, we just need to get close enough, but. Uh, you know what you should try? This has been working for me. 
tell yourself that you're not going to get one. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God. No, I swear to God, though. It's like every, like with big, with big game, I feel like it's this way. And, you know, it's so weird. All the thoughts that you think out there when you have all this, uh, this time without a phone and especially the intrusive thoughts, the intrusive (laughs) thoughts are major, dude. But, uh, I, I feel like so many times, like probably 80, 20, um, the the time that you accept that you're not going to get something is when you get is it. when you get something. This I, is what, I this think what we were talking to about today the negativity. Yeah, you know, for some people, positivity you build on. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. For me, dude, I just say, Oh, and you suck. You can't hike up this hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're never going to get an elk. Yeah, you're trash. Yep, elk well, pop out. The yep. most yep. times no I've doubt. ever seen animals, and that's how I got my javelina too. Is I'm on a run. My goal isn't even hunting these animals. Uh-huh. And that's like what happened twice um, out there javelina hunting. I'm, I just went out for my run while everybody else was taking a nap. And I hear something barking at me and I look up and there's a, you know, a whole herd of javelina. And I've never run faster back to the truck to get my bow. But, yeah. you know, and, and that, that happened to me twice. And while we were actually out scouting for it and glassing for them, we could never get them and get on them. But it was when I was just not thinking about it, wasn't trying, I happened to stumble on them. And that's happened with me. Bears, elk, yeah, deer. Yeah. That, that's my hunting strategy a lot of the time is just, like pretend I'm not hunting. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like – It helps They can smell too. your if, scent. If, if, you were, if you were sitting in the woods and you heard some guys talking and having laughing and stuff and they were coming at you, you wouldn't feel as a threat. But if you heard something sneaking around – Right by you, coming at you, getting closer, you'd be like, "Oh shit!" Uh, so it, it's like the the predator mentality, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, a lot of the times, I've shot elk um, with a gun. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the times, I've shot elk. I've just been walking and talking, like kind of. I wouldn't say giving up, but like you know, just walking, and be like, "Yeah, man," like laughing about something, you know, just talking about life with yeah. like a hunting partner or something walking not trying to be quiet and then 100 yards away there's a cow or a bull or something that's like i'd say half the elk i've gotten have been that way yeah well, that's what sucks about uh, hunting hey, i mean you could try so hard and then <laughs> there's the person walking down the trail just talking yeah and that's when they get them and it does like i feel like i don't know sometimes opening day you know you're you're all excited and you're trying hard and sometimes shit will happen then but yeah. i don't know i mean I feel like once it gets into the, once you get into the depths of a hunt, and it's a, a mental struggle as much as anything else, mm-hmm. that you gotta it's, give up and then you'll you'll get the, something. It's the same thing like when you and I have done competitions against fishing, which mm-hmm. is like a spin rod and a fly yeah. rod. Which, by the way, I've been only fishing with a fly rod and not catching anything, but I'm trying. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the way um, it goes at first. It just takes time. But. A lot of times, like, I'll get, like, three fish, maybe, right? And then you'll just start getting frustrated. Getting pissed. And you'll start, like, trying really hard. <laughs> and that doesn't you know good. I catch more fish when I'm, like, like, example, I was fishing last weekend, and I'd just taken the fly rod. Every time I don't pay attention, you know, I see the, yeah. I see the strike indicator. Bobber. Uh, I see the strike <laughs> indicator go down. And I'm like, Duh! You know, like, like, you just have to not care i feel like i know yeah it's almost as if your your mental space affects that i and i i could could almost believe a lot a lot of the same same, same stuff happens to me in cycling too it's like if i just go out and ride and just have fun like if i'm trying to have fun and like 
Yeah, Maybe there's definitely. this gnarly feature or something. I'm just trying to have fun on it or like jib it, like do a trick or something. If I'm having fun, it comes way quicker than when you start trying really hard, you get frustrated. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get frustrated and, and you try it a hundred times yeah. and you can come back the next day with a different mentality and, mm-hmm. and do it first tee. Well, know? and it, yeah. it makes sense like in hunting and fishing because well, you have to have your senses on, right? And mm-hmm. if you're pissed off, you're like looking at the ground, just hiking, you're probably not going to be seeing as much stuff. Whereas, like, if you're just chilling, like, oh, pretty dope sunset, man. Uh-huh. You're going to see something. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. No, hey. yeah, I feel like it applies to so much. I mean, yeah. with running, the best races I've ever run are when I was happy, not yeah, not when care. I was stressed out about the race. It. Yep. Definitely. Just enjoying being out there. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Greta, thank you for, for jumping on here. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? What, what's, uh, what's, uh ctas what's the long-term goal with y'all you know uh just to keep it going keep traditional archers uh alive and is it kicking is, is um, it like a losing battle or is it or it's like up numbers and down i would just... say colorado traditional archery we f- have excelled phenomenally in people coming out to the archery shoot hmm. uh covid we took kind of a hit um but i mean anyone and everyone's welcome it's a great time there's phenomenal courses you won't find a better shoot um and with the youth hunt i mean anyone out there listening if they have kids that want to experience this we want them to experience this and we cover everything usually the kid goes home with a bow um and they haven't this experience for life i love going out there watching these kids shoot shoot deer i think they were very successful this last last year and successful the year before um we are losing the youth we had like eight kids signed up this year and uh six of them dropped really you know and it's it's a bummer because we do we do try and provide these kids with the most ultimate experience you know they're warm and they're fed well and they have mentors and they get a bow and we would just love to see more mm-hmm. youths out there because i mean it's it's a lot older generations that's the higher population of the traditional archers out there there's not a lot of people my age i would say i'm one of 10 that go to the shoot out of 800 that yeah. show up Dang. you know that are in the 20s so it's, it's all across hunting yeah the, the youth are not involved so no yeah so you know get out there shoot traditional i mean if you're a compound shooter you can't show up but get yourself a traditional bow and we'll let you come but uh yeah it's it's great and we just the more support we love seeing people out there and it's the the nicest people you'll ever meet i mean everyone's your friend everybody wants to shoot with you and it's beautiful area you're out um and so just just hoping to see people show up What's uh what's a good brand of bow of trad bow that you would recommend for a beginner? For a beginner, oh, I mean, there's so many out there now, and uh, a lot of people make bows. I think any bow you get is a good bow. Um, you're gonna have fun with it. Uh, if you're looking for an actual nice bow to shoot, I mean, there's Black Widow's great. Uh, I shoot bear bow. I've always sh- shot a bear bow. Um, they shoot beautifully for me. Um, but if you're looking for handmade bows, there's just a lot of options out there, and they, they'll do a good job. Nice. Um, 
I can't name too many names because I um, I would say I'm not a bow connoisseur. Like, I don't know bows yeah. super well. Yeah. I just shoot uh. the ones I <laughs> I have. I, I've uh, got a couple bamboo laminated bows that shoot just beautifully. If you're starting out, I'd probably go to a reflex deflex or a recurve. Um, they, they shoot a little nicer for you and then move over to your... As opposed to a long bow? Yeah, move to your self bow, your long bow. Um, they also offer like takedown bows. That's what my dad, he shoots a thunderhorn takedown bow. Owl bows are beautifully made. I don't know if the guy is still alive, but, um, I mean, he embeds turquoise. They're just, they're a piece of art. A lot of these traditional bows are a piece of art. So that's, um, you get, you get what you pay for, but, um, you know, there's any bow out there is going to get the job done. Yeah. Right on. Well, Owen, did you have any other questions? No. Right on. No. Well, peace out, y'all. Yeah.